And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, as well as the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has other great podcasts like Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson. Now, Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and, more importantly, make it work. If you like any of these topics, you definitely want to go check out the show, how to write and deliver a captivating speech, how to market yourself into a new job, how design can help and also hurt your revenue, creating a social media ad strategy that actually works. If these topics resonate with you, go check out Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. Today, my guest is Alvaro Nunez. Alvaro is the founder and CEO of Super Luxury Group. They are an acclaimed luxury real estate media network uh, fueled by his passion for real estate. He has been working to enhance people's lives through homes, real estate, and luxury experiences. He aspires to revolutionize the luxury lifestyle industry by celebritizing and selling multi-million dollar homes everywhere from Miami to other jet-set locations abroad. He uses innovative and disruptive marketing techniques, technology, integrations, and influencer collaborations to get this done. Alvaro has sold some of the largest most luxurious pieces of real estate on the planet and has worked with some of the most well-known celebrities and influencers to create the perfect intersection of luxury lifestyle and influence in his business. Alvaro's innovative take on real estate, how he markets, how he sells his property, we go into all of that. We speak about disruptive techniques, technologies, how he works with some of the largest influencers in the world. We spoke about how he adopts a third door strategy to ensure his business success. We spoke about different types of entrepreneurship and we spoke about why Alvaro created a business that led to his perfect lifestyle. We spoke about community building. We spoke about some blockchain, NFT, crypto, because he's leveraging some of that for some of the projects he's working on. And then, of course, like all interviews, we take all the stuff that Alvaro's learned, and then we show you, uh, Alvaro shows you how to apply it to all these different legacy industries that you could be building businesses in so that hopefully you could innovate and disrupt through some of the techniques that Alvaro has figured out. Let's jump right into it. This is Alvaro Nunes. He is the CEO of Super Luxury Group. You know, we all have dreams as a kid, and for me, it was to become a professional tennis player. So, really? Yes, that was my whole career. That's my I played main tennis. At a very, I, my first job ever was coaching kids tennis. No way! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. For That's awesome. We need to play. Actually. Yeah. So I was like, that was my first sport. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, see, you're a tall guy like me, so yeah. that benefits us for sure. So you want to be a professional tennis player? Yeah, professional tennis players. So obviously, I come from a family of athletes. Everybody is like really into sports yeah. and. I got a huge support team that you know was backing up everything that I wanted to accomplish in tennis. So for me, it was school and tennis. That's it. 
So as we were getting closer towards, you know, teenager years, I had to decide whether I want to proceed with that or go more towards education. And we just faced a really big crisis, not just globally, but also in Spain, it was really bad. And on top of that, my father had a heart attack. So we all of a sudden lost everything. And I had no longer that financial support to continue, you know, traveling the world and playing tournaments. So I had to choose to either, you know, find an alternative route or go directly to just focus on studying. And that transition at 16, it's a, it's a big decision to make. So for me, I found that solution on going to the States. Because in Spain, you didn't have the ability to do sports and study in the university at the same time. You so, wouldn't get scholarships. Yeah. They, oh, like like they sense. do in the States, which is like yeah, full ride which scholarship. Which is beautiful, you know, because it allows you to continue in playing at a really high level. Mm -hmm. Plus, getting your completely tuition covered, and hey, it's a new experience, right? So that's when the word, the American dream, came into my mind, and that's what I wanted to really focus on, that American dream, to really go into the States, build myself up, and do everything I could to really provide back to my family. So I went with one clear vision of what I wanted to accomplish, and... The U.S. is what opened me the doors to how was that? be the man who I am today. How was that like moving over and starting fresh in the U.S.? Like, how do you how do you do that? Because you don't even have career Nothing. options at this point. No, no, no. So obviously, you know, your whole life has been study tennis, study tennis. Yeah. And when you think in terms of becoming professional in tennis and all of a sudden all these things get shaked, shaken up. Because again, I come from a family that we basically had it all. Like we didn't have any financial struggles and I've always had anything I needed and to all of a sudden lose everything and not just that but to see your dad in a you know in such a terrible health condition and your family mm -hmm. suffering not just financially but emotionally it makes you want to restructure your life in a way that whatever decisions you are taking forward they need to be very clear so at 16 you obviously don't have the capacity or the experience to even know what you need to do so I took that leap of faith to go to the States and coming here is definitely stepping out of your comfort zone. Yes. You know, you're coming into a country that you don't know anything about. You don't speak the language. You're basically out of home. And any new thing that you enter to do is a new stepping stone that will take you farther in life. And in this case, you know, that entrepreneurship mindset is something that really drilled down towards my soul because this is where you could build whatever dreams you have. And that's how it all started. But so even even like the, the, the first iteration of your career, which like when I look through your resume and what you've built, at its core, it was real estate. At its yeah. core, it was real estate, which is probably one of the most oversaturated fields <laughs> in, the, in the world. Mm -hmm. Like I think everybody and their mother is like a real estate agent. Everybody. <laughs> right. So like it's not easy. So how did you so how did you start? So you come to the US. Did you did you try other things first that didn't work out? Yeah, no, of yeah. course. And look, I've always believed that you need to become really good at one thing at the beginning. Focus in one thing, become the best at it so that you can add value mm -hmm. in whatever capacity is in that space. Because if you try to do everything you might not be able to grow efficiently in any particular space. So for me, it was marketing. You know, I graduated in business and marketing, but then I did my master's, I did an MBA and focusing on marketing. And everything that I was doing throughout my education was always applied to real life projects, you know, mm -hmm. studying little businesses and everything with the angle of marketing. So 
So always helping little businesses to stand out. And I saw the importance of digital marketing, not only traditionally, but digitally, with social media, Google AdWords. And I've always had a passion for marketing. I think that branding, and both you and I can agree on it, 100%, is yeah. one of the most important things, both at a personal and a corporate level. I think branding is everything. So when you understand how to operate at high levels in marketing and how it can change the complete game, then you want to get really deep on it. And in this case, everybody can do real estate. Yes, of course. But if nobody knows about you, then who cares? Right? Well, that's everything. And, yeah. And, and if you do a little bit of research on the statistics, 95% of the people that jump into real estate, they have zero clue about marketing. So for me, I didn't start, you know, traditionally as everybody else with real estate. You know, you get your license, you place your license in a brokerage, you start learning. No, I didn't fall into that. I built my own business from scratch and I never worked for anybody. But the idea was how do I tap into a luxury market mm -hmm. without having that much experience? Well, you need to understand luxury first. You need to understand the lifestyle first. You need to brand yourself as somebody that understands it. So for me, I started by doing luxury villa rentals. I was organizing all the high-end experiences in jet-set locations. So just to back it up a little bit more, I had the opportunity to go into the Dominican Republic after I worked at my first job here in the States and no longer was able to stay because of my visa. Yeah. I had to then transition and was either going to Spain and get back to a regular, you know, less entrepreneurship. Find a job. Yeah, basically. find a job, basically. Yeah. Or or try to, you know, proceed that entrepreneurship. So you went to Dominican? I went to Dominican because that's where initially my parents, after all this crisis and all this thing that happened, moved into. You know, my father is an architect and developer. My mother was doing real estate. And one of the houses that they sold is the guy that bought it. It's like, look, I'm not going to be here more than maybe two weeks a year. So could you guys rent it short term? And this is when Airbnb was starting. This is when, you know, everybody was like, okay, what is this uh, platform to rent homes? Like, what is it? So it's not a hotel. I don't, I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, especially in the Caribbean, you don't trust yeah. these sites that yeah. much. So they asked me, it's like, look, you are the marketing guy. How would you promote this home to rent it short term? I was like, you know what? Take the thing. Let me go check it out. So I went, checked it out, and it was really interesting because have you been to Dominican Republic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a really interesting country. You know, it's beautiful. It's paradise. It's in the Caribbean. There's amazing, beautiful homes, waterfront, and there are most of them empty. At least back in the day. I know that I know that a lot of um, I know that a lot of Canadians go down and they yeah. own property there, but it's all gated and like there's a misconception that I mean, a lot of it is not safe, but I yeah. mean, the gated communities oh, are luxury. Yes, it's yes. all gated. No, no, and, the luxury yeah, yeah. communities yeah. are the best. Casa de Campo, Capcana, Punta Cana, yeah, yeah. Resort and Club. It's beautiful. Now, I'll tell you this. When I got there, I went to see the property and I saw the ones around and they were all empty. And I'm like, what's going on in here? So I started door knocking, sweating like a crazy guy. Yes. And <laughs> I started talking to the lady that was at the house, you know, just taking care of it or the gardener. So when I was asking... Is the owner here? Oh, no, he's in Canada or Russia or, you know, overseas. Yeah. It's like, oh, when do they come here? Oh, maybe like a couple times a year. It's like, wow, could I speak with them? I have some people interested on potentially renting this place. So I started to talk to them. I started to tell them, like, look, I 
believe that we can, you know, generate some income for your property while at the same time I could manage it and make sure that it remains, you know, in good status because otherwise the properties start getting damaged if you don't really take good care it's of it. It's also a waste of, it's a waste yeah. of uh, opportunity. You can so make money. through marketing, yeah. you make a good presentation, you show them yeah. how you could do it and they trust you. You put them on the OTAs, which is all these different platforms like Airbnb, Expedia, HomeAway, plus on your social media, plus on your website. And slowly you start seeing more people coming in, coming in, coming in. And not only you start renting the place out, but you also start providing an experience, whether they need, you know, an activity or a private chef or transportation. And the whole goal was to keep yourself elevating to a more higher degree of quality, Mm -hmm. whether that's through the properties, through the type of experience that you offer. And the clientele that you're building is something that you're carrying with you for whatever else they might need. And it's a relationship business. You know, you're at the end of the day providing value through the services that you can offer, which is the properties, the experience, but you're building that relationship. And, you know, one of the things that really turned out to become really interesting is that once you build that infrastructure and it's working well, you start seeing on how do I tap into a higher community? How do I tap into building my community? How do I bring more people on board? And you start seeing all these big companies like Luxury Retreats, which got acquired by Airbnb, or you look at Inspirato or LVH. So all these big companies that operate internationally and with the most high-end clientele, they need some local partners. They need the people that offer these super high-end properties and can provide the whole service. So I started reaching out to these companies and said, look, I don't see in your portfolio that you have any properties in Dominican Republic. This is what we could offer and I would love to work for you, you know? So any client you bring, it will be, you know, representing your brand. And they were super open to do that. So we started to work with, you know, a certain degree of clients that, you know, the A-listers that otherwise I would not have access to. So once you start building relationship with these people and understanding the game, you're like, wow, I want to become that big guy. So that's when you take that leap of faith and decided to expand a bit farther, you know, and no longer remain local, but how you can build your own local partners in other different destinations. So the whole idea was to expand throughout the Caribbean, the brand, not make it only locally, but also make it a bit more international and slowly while expanding in the Caribbean, started to do it in Europe and became that jet setter locator guy that could provide you with the most high-end properties. You franchise yourself out at this point. You franchise yourself out. And I was not franchising, but I was utilizing the same business model that okay. these big companies were doing. Okay. So basically, you create not ambassadorships, but you create local partners. And with other uh, realtor, like real estate yeah, agents. Yeah. So it's another company. That it's all about experience, and then and also is also the 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 X factor is the fact that you can always guarantee because you are a marketer that these homes are going to be filled. So. Yes, and, and you know, like what matters at the end of the day is to keep things consistently. So yeah. instead of building a business, you're building basically a brand, a brand that when people book through this brand, they understand that they're getting the same quality of service, they're getting the same results, yeah. no matter if they book in Mykonos or they book in Dominican Republic. And the reason for that is because what we did is we ensured that whatever property was in our portfolio, they will go through a different type of checks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, the same type of 
service, the same type of quality when it comes to the mattresses, the lighting, like the minimum details. And again, these local partners are people that have specialized on becoming the best of what they do in that particular region. And also the experience piece yeah. is important too. They so know much. the best people to go to for this. So stuff. much, so much. Yeah. And, and it's a faster way to expand your business. Otherwise, it will take many, many years. But if you know how to plug in with the right people that have already built that for years, you just need to provide a brand because what do these guys care about? To have access to our clientele, to expand mm -hmm. you know, their bookings. So for us, we became like the middleman. And it worked pretty well. Now, one of the things that was really interesting is that all these clients, what they do at the end of the day is they want to have a great time, but they want to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So at the time, I was 24 years old. So they, they see the energy. They see the hustling in, in me. So they're like, come with us. So all of a sudden, I'm you know, organizing a private jet and an amazing villa, and they're taking me with them. So not longer you're just working but you're also experiencing this luxury lifestyle living and it was fascinating you know for somebody that was coming at that moment from nothing to all of a sudden be living this life and making money with it was fascinating and you really get to know the insights of what these people really want and what they care about and how they operate and it really gets you to, to a different degree of understanding, right? Because a lot of people try to sell luxury, but they don't understand it. So I was actually living it through this type of services that I was providing. And, and slowly you start seeing that there is commonalities, right? Like a lot of these big players, they love to have the beautiful woman, the great setups. And so I was like, how can I access to, to provide this value and make it even to my advantage and also help everybody else, like a win-win situation. And that's when influencer marketing came into the playground. Influencer marketing was something that at the time it was not really that well known, especially in real estate, it was zero. I was gonna say, this is not what you learned from your marketing and your MBA. No, 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 <laughs> zero, zero. And you know, that's the funny part because, you know, just to take you a couple of years before all of this happened, when I finished my MBA, I was, you know, at a startup working at a, decent job and slowly I progressed to become the director of operations. I had a, which is a friend in common that we have, Benny, yeah. Benny Abud. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was working for him, you know, and he placed me in a really top position at a really young age. I was 22 and I was, you know, leading a really long, large team. And all of a sudden I'm like, I have no clue. What did I learn in school that is not helping me now? I, I have my MBA too. Yes. And I, I, I don't think... I've actually ever Nothing. thought of anything I've learned in my MBA. Zero, zero. Like that I actually use in my day-to-day. -day. I learned everything actually before my MBA because I worked in startups before my oh, MBA. There we go. And then you learn everything because you're just doing it. No, but 100%. And yeah. I recommend a lot of people like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take another program. Another, it's like, just do dude, it. Dude, just, just get to work. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Start experiencing. It's okay to keep educating. I mean, I encourage everybody to keep educating yourself yeah. while working. Yeah. But not educate and don't work. I, you know? I agree. Yeah. Like, because it's okay if you're learning something and you can apply it to whatever work you're doing. You know, so at that time, I actually enrolled to an executive program at Harvard. And, you know, I was so excited. And actually, that was the only time that whatever I studied, I could apply it right away into what I was working. So that combination of working and studying is completely, completely doable. And, exciting but when you take a no. th two three years after and don't work and no, you're no, just no. In zero so we're talking yeah. about like the influencer marketing yeah fast forward and what i learned in that mba 
It's nothing to do. It's like, okay, <laughs> day and night. And that's actually the, that's the core piece of your business now. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the so influence, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll yeah. tell you how, because what happened is, this was very interesting. Influencer marketing, it was not really a big thing in real estate. Zero, I will say. And I saw it was becoming very popular with, you know, like cosmetics mm -hmm. and clothing. So it's how do we tap into influencer marketing and bring it into these luxury real estate lifestyle experiences? So it was a no-brainer. <laughs> Instagram was the playground for it, you know. How many Instagram influencers slash models will say no to somebody that is saying, hey, would you like to stay at this beautiful villa in Mykonos for five days from June 5th to the 10th? All expenses taken care of. They're not going to say I no. I mean, <laughs> it's like, what's the catch? Yeah. I mean, you know, and on top of that, you're giving them a, not a menu, but like a list of all the other influencers that are coming in. And the main thing about influencers that they love to do between them is to, you know, create content between other influencers so that the audience of them reaches the other and what vice versa. What we're just talking about with the podcast, exactly. like how do you build community? But the same level, same thing for any influencer. It doesn't have to be a show. It could be just collaboration posts, okay. whatever. Collaborations, you yeah. know, collaboration is the name of the game. So in this case, the idea was to bring them into these properties in exchange to create content and promote our brand and the brand of the property. Because we were branding properties. We were treating every property like its own business. So we were giving its name and create a whole infrastructure and that was the beautiful thing about it. And how could you kill all the birds at once is by bringing the influencers, beautiful models into the property, bringing the high net worth individuals that you know are willing to pay for the property. Also, on top of that, you are having the whoever owns the property super happy because you know for one end is getting money, yeah. or you know at least at a discount because we're bringing the content and the promotion marketing material you're getting an amazing marketing strategy that otherwise you will not get with a couple of photos and videos. Yeah. And on top of that, it's like, how do we take it even farther? By reaching out to the luxury brands, you know, like product placement. Because that setup of super high-end property with influencers in a beautiful jet set destination, you don't get to have that every day. So you talk to any luxury brand that will love to, you know, sponsor the trip or you know, at least play and put their brand in there, they most of the time say yes. And it's easy because the influencers, yeah, they love to attach themselves to these luxury brands. They love to get paid. They love to have a great experience and everybody wins. And for us as a company, it's beautiful because not only we are reaching a broader audience, but we're also becoming that authority in the luxury space so that whenever, you know, somebody from the luxury brand audience sees us, they reach out for whatever luxury villa rental they need. And same thing with these influencers and same thing with this high net worth individual. So we create this platform. We create this beautiful mix of things. And those are the pillars of our company. You know, it's like high net worth individual, luxury homes, influencers, slash celebrities and luxury brands, you know, and obviously luxury properties being our main, mm -hmm. main angle. And it's been working well. So that's what SLG does, super luxury group. And... The transition was a bit, you know, more exciting than than anything else because the transition was that company that started in Dominican Republic decided to stay there. You know, it's like okay, no longer focus about that business because who cares about booking a property in Mykonos in a 
company in Dominican Republic. Nobody. And I wanted to come back to the States. So that was like my American dream 2.0. Because <laughs> after having to leave the country, yeah. I wanted to come back. So I ended up getting an investor visa, coming back into the country. And I'll tell you a very emotional story. I don't know if emotional is the word, but you know, when, when if I ask you success story podcast, like why success story podcast, there is always a meaning. There is. I mean, I love what I do. I love talking to incredible people. Mm -hmm. And and when you love doing something, it's not work. And, I, and I'll do it till I die. That's it. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, there is a core in whatever you just said. It's part of your DNA. And everything that you do, it's a reflection of what you just mentioned. So I had a little story that how Super Luxury Group came into fruition. Because I had this company in Dominican Republic. And I took like four months to travel the world just to connect with all these local brands and local partners. So I said, okay, the company is working well in Dominican Republic. Now is the time to expand. I'm going to take four or five months to just travel. And I'm going to set up meetings with all these local partners, understand how they're doing business in whatever destination it is that we want to expand and start building these partnerships. And on the meantime, build a brand that will create infrastructure that everybody's want to go to and book through us. So... On those five months, I did this trip and came back to Madrid. When I came back to Madrid, I was already looking into what the next step will be. And I had a meeting, not a meeting, but I went to see my grandpa. You know, my grandfather was a very successful visionary that has done tremendous things in marketing. And I admire him a lot. You know, he's a very successful guy. If you Google him, you'll see. Okay, we'll really do it. I'll, I'll, I will now after. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see incredible things. And yeah. I had massive respect for him. And when we sat down, I was telling him about this beautiful experience, you know, throughout these four or five months traveling and connecting with all these people and what I wanted to do, you know, like what was that passion that was inside of me? Because I have always believed in the same thing, you know, create a business that fulfills your passion. And do you feel at that point? Oh my God. I, yeah, of course. And he was yeah. getting there and, and I had this fire inside and it was all about building that vehicle that will allow you to live that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, because it's the LD, lifestyle design. You want to define how you want to live and then build a vehicle that will allow you to do so. Because what happens is that regardless of having a great nine to five job, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what, what's going on in here? I'm not living really my life on my own terms. You know, like this. But that's that's 99% of but, people. But 100%, yeah. but sometimes yeah. you don't realize. Even I, myself. I agree. I even agree. myself, you know, when I was 22 and I was working with Benny, I had like a really great job. I was making six figures, doing very well. And according to 99% of the population, I was living the dream, you yeah. know? And, and yes, in the eyes of others, it was amazing. Even myself, I believed it. it was like, wow, you know, got my nice car, nice house. I'm doing everything that I want, quote. And then all of a sudden, you realize that you're not living life. You're not living life. You're just basically keeping your life in a routine, but you're not doing what you want. You're doing what society thought it was the right thing to do. And it was not until I didn't get my visa approved that I had to make a decision on what my next move would be. And it was at that point, moving to Dominican Republic, that really taught me, wow, I was not really living my life in my own terms. I was not doing what I really love. I didn't even know what it was that I actually love doing. I love traveling. I love connecting with successful people. I love being surrounded by like these beautiful homes. Like if I was not a businessman, I would be an architect. You know, that was always part of what I wanted to do. So I was not living my life on my own terms. And that's why sometimes you need to take that leap of faith, even if it's forced or not, 
to start something. And that's when we talk about creating a business that fulfills your passion. And coming back from this trip on four or five months after, you know, your this, grandpa. Yeah, we had this conversation. It was really interesting because he was, you know, very old at the time and he took a napkin out of his pocket. It's like, this is going to be your future. This is going to be what you're dreaming of. Hold tight to this and you'll be very successful, both as, you know, fulfillment-wise and professionally. And I opened the napkin and it was the logo, Super Luxury Group. Like, Super Luxury Group. And I was like, what is this? And he explained the meaning of why Super Luxury Group. And again, this is a guy that came up with the term visa. You know, this is the guy well, that... You know, I'll go, I have to Google. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he's next level. You know, I admire yeah. him a lot. So a lot of the, the term Coke for Coca-Cola, that was him. He was one of the main advisors for these big companies. Wow. And very smart, and very intelligent. And when I saw that... Obviously, I was not just going to laugh. I was going to really try to understand why Super Luxury Group. And he was giving me the whole explanation on how you want to be above, you know, what the standards of luxury are. And you want to create a community. You want, you're creating this group. So, you know, he was just giving me this whole explanation. It's like, I'll carry tight to it. And I went to the States to open the business right away. You know, I went to the States. And the next move was to open the LLC and to start building that American Dream 2.0. And as I opened the business, I called back and he's not answering. So I reached out to see what was going on. He passed away. It was the last time I spoke with him. That was my last conversation. Mm. And that's why this company carries a lot of, you know, value, not just professionally, but personally, you know. And, and I carry this conversation so deeply with me because... Whatever I'm doing with this company has a lot to do with that conversation I had for the last time with my grandfather. And, and it's beautiful to see how it has grown and the potential that it still has ahead. So, you know, just a little resume and, and summary on, on how Super Luxury Group came in. But, you know, sometimes it's about taking that leap of faith and moving forward and believing in something. When you, when you had that conversation with your, your grandfather and he was breaking down the Super Luxury you have an idea of, of where you wanted to take it or what you wanted to build it into? Did you have that vision then where you want how big you want to take super luxury? No, not really. You know, I was 24. You were young. Yeah, you were very young. Yeah, 24, 25. And, and obviously uh, at a young age, yes, you, you want to dream big and you're excited. You think the whole world is ahead for you, but, but you don't have a clear vision. Like when did that vision start to form? Once I started to take action here in the States, you know, and I'll tell you, because the business transitioned a bit, you know, and, and the way it transitioned is that the whole idea, obviously, as you could see, was, you know, the luxury villa rentals and experiences around that in jet set locations. But then COVID happened, right? COVID happened. And this was a really interesting moment to, to adjust. And instead of just focusing on continuously building these great experiences, I said, okay, what have I learned throughout these years doing it? I've built a great network. I've built a great exposure. I've learned the power of marketing. We've built a great team of ambassadors slash influencers that we can tap into anytime. And looking at that and what the current demand is, demand is not traveling. This is during COVID. The demand wasn't traveling. The demand was buying real estate in Miami, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
a lot of people were moving to Miami and the company based here in Miami, I started to see this booming effect of everybody wanting to come in here. So I said, why instead of focusing on selling real estate, you know, instead of like all these traveling experiences, why not focus on selling real estate in Miami? And that you was took the, the same playbook. Yeah, you just brought same, it. same yeah. playbook. And that's when the concept celebritizing homes took place because it was the idea of bringing these influencers to the properties and then create this super sexy content that will make it very appealing for anybody to want to be part of this home. And we started you know, activating this business model. Properties started to get sold pretty quickly and not directly through us, but we said, okay, how do we tap into the most expensive homes? I have zero experience in selling real estate. I have experience in, in other things, but I haven't sold a, a luxury property in my life. You've just been renting them. I've been renting them, but I understand luxury. I, yeah. I have built these relationships. So how do I get towards becoming one of the top real estate brokers in Miami? And instead of 20 years, like most of the people that are in that space, how can I do it in one? And sometimes <laughs> people will say, you can't. And, you know, I said, I'm going to continue doing my thing. I'm going to continue attending the most high-end events everywhere. I'm going to continue building this network. But in the meantime, believe in the business model of celebritizing these homes, on creating that marketing angle. So marketing has been huge. And the moment that you realize that some people that are selling these super high-end properties are lacking in something and you can provide that value, then you're winning. Because you start looking at all these top brokers and they're great because they're selling these homes, but they don't have that marketing push. They don't have access to the influencers the way we do. They don't have access to these luxury brands the way we do. They don't have access to the international high net worth list that we do have access because most of the people that sell these top high-end properties, 99% of them, they stay local. They stay local. They stay here. They might do a trip here and there for their own sake, but they don't go and network out there. You know, there is just a few individuals that do that, you know, and for myself, I've encountered very great situations where you go like, I'm going next week, for example, to Cannes Film yeah. Festival. It's going to be a two weeks of red carpet events and amazing people that we'll be meeting. Now, if you position yourself as the guy that sells high-end real estate in Miami, guess what? Whenever they're coming to Miami, they'll think of you. They are not going to think about the top broker from Miami. They don't have a clue about the top broker from Miami. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, security is one of the major issues big tech is currently facing. From AI scrapes to data leaks, starting your business solidly can be just as difficult as growing it securely. HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that grows with you. Start your venture with HubSpot's easy-to-use, secure website builder that scales with your business. As you grow, ensure your team of two is just as secure as your team of 200 with secure sign-on, content and asset partitioning, and scalable team permissions. Whatever comes next, make sure your business is ready for it. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. People, it's so interesting how people's worldview is so is so uh, compartmentalized, mm -hmm. even when they are, even when they're that successful, because the strategy you're deploying is you're just taking international buyers, you're bringing them into Miami, and that's yeah, and, and then and you're adding on the marketing angle, whatnot. Of course, but and, and, it's it's like it's such a simple, it's, like it's it's not like a very complicated, but no, it just but a lot of yeah. people don't have access to these things, or they don't know how to tap into. Or they it. haven't tried to. They, they, they haven't tried, or they are comfortable in yeah. However, and you know sometimes. We live too fast. We don't realize it, but 
we are doing this thing over and over and over. And then it's like, wow, it's been a year. Like I met, I met so many of these top brokers that are doing very well. They're making a lot of money. It's like, what are you doing with that money? Oh, I don't know, but I'm, but I'm working, but I'm working. And then 10 years pass and they're still doing the same thing. Great, they'll have great fortunes. Yeah. I don't wanna spend my money in my 50s. I wanna be able to live my life now. If I wanna go, like I did in February, go to climb the Kilimanjaro, or I wanna do an Ironman, or I wanna go for three weeks to Bali, or I wanna do whatever, I wanna do it now. I don't wanna wait until I'm 50 and I've you know, acquired enough wealth. No, that's LD, lifestyle design. You design your own lifestyle. And for some people, becoming wealthy, becoming super rich means to have a lot of money. For me, it's not to become a billionaire. It's to be able to utilize your assets into your own lifestyle design. How can you use your time efficiently? How can you decide what to do whenever you want? That's luxury, you know? And, and a lot of these people, yes, they're making a lot of money selling these properties, but they're not according to certain people's terms, living their, their life. So I'm not judging anybody. All I'm saying is that I saw an opportunity of helping these people with marketing. So I approached with that. I said, look, you have this. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there, juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a quality 
qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text 
success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Amazing property for sale. Let me help you sell it faster. And and, and walk me through, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to ask, I want to understand, like, you've now manufactured this life where you do bring in international buyers, you market, you expedite the sale of the actual property. So what are the actual the actual results of you coming into Miami and trying to be at the level of a top broker in under a year? I'll just summarize. And I don't talk about results that much, and I don't really brag and talk about money things. But first year selling real estate, I was able to sell a $22 million home. And I don't talk about, pretty good. you know, <laughs> I don't talk about this much, but, you know, a lot of people will dream to sell this type of properties in their career. But it's relevant because I need to unpack the marketing strategy. That's 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 the point, right? Uh, it's again, relevant. You don't, international buyer and German guy. And, and again, it's not about, you know, doing or selling real estate. It's about taking your friends shopping. When you build that trust, when you've been able to build these relationships, they trust you. It doesn't matter if I sell shoes or I sell houses, they will trust you. And if you position yourself as the guy that can provide that type of service, they'll go with you. So this guy coming to Miami, so as 99% of the people that come in here, that is a very hot market, they had the, the capacity to buy a property, so why not? And they went ahead and did it. And they did it with somebody that they trust yeah. because you know it's a relationship business, it's a people's business. Now, that's from the buying angle. But when you're looking into the selling aspect, when you're actually helping a property owner to sell the house, you're looking into a competitive market. I mean, even though we're facing the seller's market where everybody, you know, it's like fighting towards getting a property, you want to be selling at a super high-end price point. You don't want to have to reduce prices to fit the buyer's need. No, you want to be able to List it as high as possible and sell it at that price point. And the way you do that is by make it desirable. And to make it desirable, you need to have a right marketing strategy. You cannot just list it on the MLS and yeah, because it's on the MLS and it's right now a hot market, people will call you and it doesn't matter. You want to make sure that people go and say like, I want this property, period, whatever it is. You want three million above, I'll pay it because that's how good it is. And you know, a lot of these Brokers, they at the end of the day want to sell the house and they want to sell it at a good price. So if I'm able to bring something valuable, which is exposure, credibility, authority, and buyers, it's a no-brainer. And that's how I attach my brand to super high-end properties. That's how Alvaro Nunez and Super Luxury Group and the whole team behind gets to work with super high-end properties from the very beginning. Instead of having to fight five, six, seven years with, you know, apartments and this and that until you get that chance. So you expedite the process. So I started to work with some top brokers here in Miami to help them sell their homes. Now, when those properties sell, guess what? You can use this case study and present it to a property owner and said, look, you see your property right here? That property, two doors next to yours, just got sold. We were helping with all the marketing. I mean, we would love to do the same thing for yours. Would you be interested? Oh my God, yes, very professional, very good. Now what I do is, because we are a brokerage, we can list the property, but we will bring the other broker on board so that we are no longer just the marketing person. We are now the broker, but we are also listing it with another broker. So now you can tie it yourself up in a way that you're bringing 
that authority and you're expediting it so fast because people at the end of the day, they want results, right? They want results. They want to sell the house or they want to buy a house, whatever the case is. And if you can provide them with that, you're winning. You know, the I think the, the main takeaway, like the two things that you've leveraged over your entire career, you leverage relationships um, and then you also leverage social. You le- leverage social, you leverage community. And what you've done actually could apply to a lot of legacy businesses that don't know how to move the needle quicker. Like if I think of other professional services that could like leverage your playbook, you could le- you could leverage that in in uh, working with like doctors or lawyers or anyone who's trying to figure out like increased deal flow, and like you could just become like a marketing and relationship and connector and broker and middleman for almost any like high value transactions. Mm-hmm. I've actually one one of the guys in Toronto actually. Um, I think his name's uh, like Jamie Dimon. Okay. Uh, and all he does is he's a marketing machine. <laughs> and he, he's a, he, I think he has his, I think he actually, he, he is a lawyer, but I don't think he tries cases. He's such a great marketing machine that he just brings deals for other lawyers that that's don't know it. how to market. Mm-hmm. And that's all he does now. And that's how, and you'll see his face in, in arenas and on buses and on signs everywhere. But that's all. Go. So it's just about, it's understanding how, it's understanding how to attract attention. Yeah. And then you and then you find a way to funnel that attention to people that don't know how to attract that attention. 100%. And you can take that playbook and use it in a variety of different industries too. But like you're again, you're ahead of the curve. Like you, the stuff you're applying now is not stuff you learned in an MBA. No zero <laughs> zero. Yeah. I mean, hopefully somebody will will teach it. You know, because I believe that more people need to understand the power of marketing, branding, and exposure. I mean, attention is one of the strongest currencies. We're talking about cryptocurrency right now. I'm, I'm very, like crazy. So not, that's the next thing that yeah. I want to go into. I want to understand because now all the conferences that you speak at, yeah. they're all crypto, Web3, NFT. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's interesting. So you you always stay ahead. You it's always about yeah. being ahead of the curve. You, yeah. you want to become pioneer in something because, look, life is about taking chances. You know, who knows if something that you're going to be taking on is going to take off or not. But if you believe in it, you go full with it, you know, and... And I have always seen things as the evolution of whatever it is, you know, the evolution of real estate in this case, it was leading towards this, the Web3. Now we have the metaverse, right? So talking a little bit about influencer marketing, that was kind of like the evolution of marketing, how people were marketing traditionally, it was no longer going to be the way that people market themselves. That's funny, though. Even though you've already gone through the evolution of marketing and now you're going through the evolution of real estate and Web3, most people still haven't evolved in their marketing practices, right? They don't because they're too comfortable doing the same thing over and over. They are afraid of that taking that. You have, when you look at, at the industry, do you see a lot of people that do what you do the way you do it? Or are you no. still? No. So even even now, even now in 2022, when everybody understands the power, you look at other, other use cases, like look at Grant Cardone. Look at how he buys buildings, right? He fundraises against his audience. That's how he buys buildings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He crowdfunds for yeah, buildings because yeah, yeah. of his 10 or whatever, 7 million, 10 million yeah. follower. Per, uh, so no, it's, it's incredible. You know, everybody utilizes yeah. different methods, but you know, he's done an amazing job building yeah. his community. And obviously he can tap into that community. Every Gary V launches. We talked about every, uh, so empathy wines, Vayner media, Vayner sports, uh, Vayner speaker, everything, everything he does. It's like he has immediate access to millions of eyeballs. Yeah. And you just need like a small percentage to agree to take yeah. on on that. And that's it. You're winning. Yeah. So it's really interesting. But even though some of the big players, let's say in this case for real estate, Grant Cardone, 
They are not tapping into this metaverse NFT crypto space. No, you're still ahead there. <laughs> and you know, in yeah. fact, we were speaking at the NFT Miami and yeah. we were on the same stage and he was asking these questions because he sees he sees the importance of it and he wants to tap into it. We're actually talking about potential opportunities to, to do in there. But even those big players, they're, you know, so good at what they do in their own angle that they're staying a bit away from these new tendencies, these new trends, but slowly just, kind of getting that's there. That's a slow death, man. It's yeah. A slow and, death. And, and, you know, one of the things that I believe that SLG has been really good at is staying ahead of the curve. Yeah. And not always you're going to be right. You know, there's going to be some trends that might die quick. Some of them will stay. And, you know, if you ride that wave from the very beginning, you'll win and you'll maximize. Like when Clubhouse came in, you know, if you were able to start on Clubhouse at an early stage, you will tap into that high, hot audience right away. That's how we were able to build beautiful relationships from the very beginning. If you got into Clubhouse when it was dying, then... <laughs> What's the point? Nobody's using it really. It's like Facebook now. Exactly. Yeah. So you or wanna... even even starting Instagram is different. Yeah. Like all you have to be, you have to be where the new audience is. Where right. it's all about organic reach too. Yeah. Talking when TikTok started to become, yeah. you know, very very virally. You know, I very I'm very viral on TikTok, and I've been doing all these videos that got a lot of views, and I've been able to build amazing relationships out of TikTok, and a lot of people, you know, they don't even got into it, or they go for a minute, and it's like ah, it's not for me. Bye. You know, it's not that TikTok is the platform to be or that Instagram or that Facebook or Clubhouse, whatever platform you choose, it needs to be that platform because your audience is in there. If your audience is in that platform, go tap that platform, become good at it, understand how you can tap into the other people's audiences. And the same thing with the OPS, other people's stages. How can you tap into this guy's audience? Well, maybe invite them to a podcast or maybe invite them to a conversation or do a collaboration post. I mean, I think those things are so valuable these days, tapping into the audience of someone else. Because nobody's ever done anything on their own. And I don't know why no. I don't know why people that create content think they have to do things on their own either. If you're trying to build a business, you normally wouldn't do it on your own. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, swag.com. Now, you know, if you've ever received a corporate gift or swag in the past, how many of those gifts did you actually keep? Probably not many which is probably because the stuff that you got was not so great. I've gotten uh, like a lot of stuff from trade shows and from companies in the past that I've just thrown out the second I get it. So this is why you need to check out swag.com. I've been on the receiving end of getting garbage gifts. I've also worked in companies where I only had access to a really, really small inventory of stuff that I wanted to give my customers and my employees, and I knew that it wasn't going to resonate. I knew that it was going to suck. So what is swag.com? Well, it's like... Swag upgraded. It's the best place to buy custom gifts and swag that people will actually want to keep. So they sent me a box because obviously they're sponsoring the show and I wanted to see what it's all about. I, you know, I've worked in businesses. I want to make sure that the quality of their stuff actually was up to my standards because I can tell you right now that when I get garbage, it goes right into the trash. It, like, it really goes right into the trash the second I got back from the trade show or the conference or whatever. So I received one of the custom swag boxes from swag.com. I loved the unique packaging, so it was a beautiful unboxing experience. Uh, I love the actual products they sent me, and there's a whole bunch more that obviously they didn't send me, but the stuff that they did send was absolutely beautiful. It was very high quality, and I can only imagine that if I actually got this when I was working for companies, I probably would have actually used it. And to be honest, I'm going to start using them for people that work on my show and in my company as well because I know that this isn't just... Uh, 
a novelty gift that somebody's going to throw out. It's stuff that they can actually use. They have so many unique and customizable gifts that I've never seen anywhere else. They have custom yoga mats. They have custom Apple AirPods. They even have branded kayaks, which I did not know was a thing. So they carry all these premium brands like North Face, Yeti, Nike, and more. And it's all customizable with your company's logo or artwork. Uh, with swag.com, they take care of all of your swag at their warehouse and they ship it to individual addresses. Or if you prefer, uh, you can just send it to a bulk location in one single shipment. It's easy to manage uh, from their online portal, which you obviously get access to. So if this is something that you think would benefit you, if you have clients or customers or a team and you want to go the extra mile and you actually want to give gifts that people appreciate, which is the whole point of giving these gifts in the first place, go to swag.com. Uh, for the perfect swag and custom gifts. Right now, they're giving everybody who's a Success Story podcast listener a special offer. It's 10% off your entire order, but only when you go to swag.com success and enter promo code success10. Remember, for 10% off, go to swag.com success and use promo code success10. It's impossible. Like I don't know many people that just work just for themselves, no employees, no investors, and make multi-millions of dollars. Maybe, maybe one, maybe, but not yeah, many. But I mean, many. <laughs> so you need to, you need to collaborate with people. Even when you build a business, you work with partners, you work with vendors, you work with um, other people that can help access their audiences, other email lists yeah. that you want to market against. Like, why would you not do the same? You have to, and, and yeah. a lot of people already have spent so much time and effort to build that audience. Why not to tap into that? Why, yeah. why do you need to spend so much time and this goes back to the same example of like real estate, you know, why you want to go traditionally and build your real estate career the same way that everybody has done when you can just start selling a $25 million home right away. Yeah. You know, so it's about understanding everything from a higher vision point. And once you have that understanding, go for it. Look, your audience, you've done a tremendous job building this podcast. We're having fun. Yeah. I'm adding some value probably to your audience. We're having a, a good conversation that probably both my audience and yours will enjoy. And whoever doesn't know about you from my audience will now know exactly. and vice versa. Yeah. So, and maybe that will lead to some good conversations with other people, but that's about something that it's critical in terms of branding. And I think that right now, when we were talking about crypto, NFT, the metaverse, the reason that I go into stages is because I wanted to stay ahead of the curve into something that was becoming very interesting but that was not brought into real estate yet. And funny enough, a lot of these successful real estate brokers, they have no clue. Plus they disregard it. They're like, we're too busy. We're too busy doing what we're doing. You know, we're too busy selling homes. We're too busy, which is fair enough. Go sell your houses. Great. I agree. If you're making money, go for it. But I will not say, forget about what we're facing, you know, because this is a, a new, a new, world that we need to untap and that we need to discover and we need to educate ourselves. We need to connect with this new community and it's fascinating. So when I'm speaking on stages about this, a lot of people are clueless about what it is. They have no idea, which is also very interesting for me because it's like an opportunity to add value to a community. And these are the people that come back to you asking for advice, asking for, you know, some guidance. And in this case, you can guide them towards whatever you believe could be valuable to them. And 
And it's incredible because now the same way that you build communities in the traditional way, let's say for real estate with, with your designers, architects, and so on, now you're doing the same thing, but with the meta architect, the meta interior designer. And they're actually just focusing on building these virtual houses and how you promote them. And it's just the evolution of it. You know, It's like, how can you add additional value to your property by creating an NFT of it? How can you transact through the blockchain? How can you make every transaction faster, more clean, and you can actually tap with the cryptocurrencies? So help so, me understand this, because that's something that I've never spoken about on this podcast. Okay, there you go. So real estate in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. So the concept is pretty straightforward. I mean, if you if you so we can describe what an NFT is and the fact that obviously it makes the house unique and it makes the property unique so that it can't be duplicated and whatnot so that it can actually have value associated with it. Um, but outside of like just understanding NFTs and then um, the fact that you can build a, an asset in a digital asset that can be uh, like it's like a one of one. I still don't understand how you would you would subscribe and 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 allocate value to it excuse me mm-hmm. uh outside of the fact that if it's an nft like a jpeg like an artwork whatever mm-hmm. it would be the same it would be the same measure of value it would be just fomo or or scarcity that would create value because you can't you can't allocate value to metaverse real estate like regular real estate which actually has the the benefit of you being able to physically live in it mm-hmm. so is yeah. it more just like another piece of art kind of uh, project that you would allocate value to? Is that? Think in terms of marketplace, right? You can utilize... I'm not saying it right. So help me understand. No, help because, me say it. So, yeah. so, no, because it makes sense. And this yeah. is how a lot of people think. It's just like, well, why would I own a virtual piece of real estate? Like, what am I going to do with it? Is it just like a ego thing? Like, look, I have my virtual house. Yeah. But, the reality of it is that you can do so many things. People are paying $60,000 a month just to rent a property in the metaverse. Why would somebody pay $60,000 to rent a place in the metaverse? I don't know. I'll tell you. The reason for that is because it's an amazing marketing tool. A lot of the brands, they want to have exposure. You know, you can have a property here and you can do a lot of cool events and host parties and bring people in. Great. A lot of people do that. Now, if you think in terms of virtual space, if you have that virtual property, you can host millions of people because people can just tap into it from anywhere in the world. And the concept of whatever you want to do in this space is what's going to define the success of it or not and whether it's valuable or not. If you're just having it for the sake of having it, yeah, whatever, you have it. But if you want to utilize it and add value through hosting some events, conferences, whether you want to just place your own NFTs instead of having them on OpenSea, you place them on your actual property, yeah. beautiful. If you want to rent that space to have any other artist to place their art there, you're renting the space. You're subleasing the space as well. So And you give people exposure to an audience again. 100%. Yeah, okay, it's all about exposure. For me, it's worth it. You know, If let's say I want to tap to that community, if I want to tap to that community, may as well just pay for it. You know, it's like no difference than paying for a billboard. You know, yeah. a lot of eyes are looking at the billboard. This is the same thing. So it's depending on how you look at it, right? I mean, I had a... I've never had anybody explain it, but it's very simple. Yeah, but that, I've never had anybody explain it like that. Look up in terms of marketing. Yeah. And not just that. I mean, the beautiful thing about this space is that it's so creative. There's so many angles on how you can tap into it. But it all started with the very basic thing of like cryptocurrencies, right? Mm-hmm. So 
people are investing in cryptocurrencies, which a lot of them gain tremendous value. It goes up and downs, but whatever. But overall, it got a lot of you know interest track record on how from this it became so high. Of course, then the whole market explodes. Then you have the Web3 and NFTs. Yeah, but and, if we start yeah. with that, in terms of real estate, I started to see... So I travel a lot. So I start to meet all these people in Dubai and everywhere, like making so much money in crypto. And I'm like, oh my God, shit, what am I doing? I need to start getting into this, <laughs> you know? But instead of saying, oh, I need to start investing in crypto, I said, how do I get these people to buy real estate? You know, how do you, the idea always says how to bring anything that is a trend, anything that is a new tendency, how do you bring it to your space? That's how I've always looked into things. As opposed to, because you could just As opposed invest. to view and say like, oh, fuck real estate. I'm going to start investing yeah, in crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a crypto investor. You know, like a lot of people do that. They jump from one trend to another and they forgot about the, what they were doing. I'm building my real estate empire. And the way that you build it is not by just forgetting, forgetting about it and jumping into the next thing. It's by understanding what's trending and bringing it to your space. So crypto, when it started, it was really interesting to see how many people were making so much money, but nobody was able to do anything with it. Because I asked, okay, so what do you do with it? Nothing. Great, you yeah. paid you paid 10,000, now you have 10 million. Well, great, what do you do with it? Oh, nothing yet, but, but eventually it's like, okay. So that made me think, it's like, how do we find a way for these people to buy real estate? Because most of these people, the reality is that they are young guys. Mm -hmm. So if you bring them the the fantasy of owning a penthouse in Miami, especially Miami out of all places, which became the crypto capital, everybody will say yes, but they didn't know how to. So then you start building that bridge and you start understanding, okay, how can we make it simple for people to start buying with crypto? And again, this is a couple of years ago when nobody was doing it. Mm -hmm. This was during COVID at the beginning. And it was fascinating because you start tapping into some of the property owners that belief in crypto so that they will accept crypto. So it's an easy wallet to wallet transaction. So we took part of some of these big transactions. However, when not the property owner wants to accept crypto, then what do we do? Well, there is companies like FTX and some others that they will transact, you know, it's like, okay, we convert the crypto into US dollars and the seller gets US dollars and the buyer pays with crypto. Everybody's happy. And it's a fee for that. And all happy. There is ways to do it. But up to date, I, I've i built a community of super successful brokers, developers, interior designers, like in the real estate community around the world. And when I talk to them and I tell them, like, are you doing anything with crypto yet? Oh, no, no, no. The owners don't, don't, don't accept. Like, they will not. You don't need to have the property owners to accept crypto. There is ways to go around it. So that's the the scarcity mindset of like people wanting to like remain, like they're not open to, to try to find the ways to tap into this. And that's the beautiful thing about tapping into new communities. The crypto community is really fascinating and it's evolving, you know, because from there you went to the NFTs and NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, it's also a fascinating world. And you're doing the same thing with, with the crypto audience as you did with an international audience. Same thing, same thing. Yeah. So it is really nice because when you start tapping into that community, Nobody does real estate. Nobody talks about real estate. It was something that it was very unheard of. You know, everybody was doing NFTs in the terms of piece of art or this thing or this thing, but nobody was doing it with real estate. So when you go there to try to educate yourself and find ways to bring that into real estate, 
then you start coming up with interesting projects. Like for example, a lot that is $30 million worth, how do we sell this lot utilizing the power of NFTs? So we create a whole NFT collection of renderings. So each rendering is a potential different house that could be built in this lot. And whoever has access to this NFT collection will be able to build these renderings, whether that's in the real life or in the metaverse, which is pretty nice because now you have access to properties. And it's, again, from the angle of marketing. If I'm trying to sell you this lot, I could show you, yeah, these are the renderings, this is how it will look. But if I'm able to get you into the space, so you're actually looking at how the house will look like, everything, then you do like this, and all of a sudden it's a different type of house. It's a different experience. And you're tapping into also the community of people that can pay with crypto. So it's very fascinating. There's a lot of things that are going on. We could talk for hours. I find days. it interesting. I'm learning. And you asked me why I like to do this podcast. Yeah, I'm learning as we exactly. do it. No, but, but I'll tell you this, yeah. because when you are able to add some value, like I, we just talked for five minutes, but there's so many other things. In fact, I'm flying, I'm not flying, I'm driving tomorrow to Key West. Yeah. I'll be speaking at a conference for real estate. And it's fascinating to see that a lot of these people, they have no clue about crypto, NFTs, metaverse. So the moment that you start giving a little bit of insights on it, it activates some of those brain cells to want to get into it. And for me, also, it's a great opportunity to build that authority and to tap into a new community because it gives you the credibility to be able to speak on stages. You know, Otherwise, why would I be speaking on you know, in front of 3,000 people with Grant Cardone? You know, like I have no rights to be doing that unless I can add some value. So in this case, that's a great platform, you know, to be speaking in front of audiences in conferences because all these people that are watching, guess what? They record, they do the stories, and then all their audience also are looking at who's speaking on stage. And that's how you build your brand. Um, what are what are new emerging trends that we've spoken about NFTs and, and even like augmented reality, metaverse, um, what are the things that you're going to try and bring into super luxury in the future? Well, I mean, I, I've always tried to remain solid on my values and, and also on the vision of the company. So we want to bring like a TV show. So okay. Working with still um, marketing angles, still yeah. always marketing angles, marketing angle. Yeah. Marketing is going to, cause it's a brokerage, but a media company at the same yeah. time. So I've believed in it. From Every the, company should be. Yeah. Yeah. From the very beginning, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've believed in it hundred percent and, there is such a huge opportunity in anything you do to focus on media because everybody needs exposure. Attention is the strongest currency. No matter if it's crypto today or whatever it is, attention will still remain as the strongest currency. So that media angle in the business is going to still remain strong. So from you know speaking at conferences, hosting events, and you know right now with the TV show that we're working on, that's always going to be different arms that create this massive exposure and eventually for super luxury group the idea is to start developing you know it's like a whole ladder first we were with the luxury villa rentals now we're selling real estate and then in a few years we'll be building what's your advice for somebody that wants to have the same eye for marketing as you do how did how would you recommend somebody go start their career build their business um, and stay on top of trends like you do what's what's your strategy for always knowing what's up and the strategy is to start, look, we have access. We have access these days to anything, right? So I will suggest to look into somebody that kind of inspires you, that is doing well. And it's a no-brainer. You can just look who are the the trendsetters at the moment, right? Like 
Gary V. You can look at some of these guys that are doing very well and see what they're talking about. See who they follow. See who are they bringing on their projects and start following a few people, start reading some books, understand what's going on, and then find ways that you can add value. And that's what I focused on from the very beginning, and I still do up to today. I don't have a really nice podcast like you, but I've done also like something called the SLG meetups where I bring some really interesting people from the luxury space to talk about their story, not in this professional manner, but something quick, simple, that at least gives the opportunity for somebody to raise their voice, to talk about what they're doing and tap into our community, which is very valuable. And because of that, I'm able to also learn really interesting things. I'm able to tap into their community and grow my brand. So for somebody that is starting off, I will suggest not to have a podcast, which I will suggest everybody to have some kind of podcast to talk about some particular topic, but specialize in something first. Specialize in something first. Imagine that a few times, like really, really Specialize get, yeah. in something first. Choose a topic, choose something that you're passionate about. And once you've identified something that you're passionate about, get deep on it. Get deep on it and try to focus on who are the people that are very successful that you can add value through that particular angle and start building your community like that. I'm very good. Okay, I want to do a couple rapid fire to close this out. But before Let's we go, um, if people want to connect with you, website, social, drop all the, the handles and the domains. Yeah, Alvaro Nunez okay. and any social media, I'll be available. Instagram is probably the easiest to reach out. And from there, you can see my website and everything very else. Very good. Um, okay, so what keeps you up at night now? What keeps me up at night? Yes. Nothing. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> you know, I actually... You know, I go, I go to sleep. <laughs> no, it's a good answer. It's a good like. Yeah. Listen, lifestyle design, right? <laughs> Nothing gives me out. To be honest, I, I do laugh, but my girlfriend sees me like, "How you do it?" Like I literally close my eyes and I'm out. I'm, you know, it's like wake up with determination, go to sleep with satisfaction. I have a strategic. That's a plan. tweet right there, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I built I built my life in a way that is very structured. So I have my yearly goals, yeah. my monthly goals, my weekly goals, and my daily goals. So when I wake up knowing exactly what I need to do and how to do it, and I complete my task, and I've done whatever I need to do, there is no need to. And a lot of people, just to summarize it quickly, a lot of people stay up late and they, and they operate better at night. I operate good in the morning. You know, I used to wake up at 4 a.m. for the longest time. And there's nothing there's nothing in your business and your life stress you anymore no no nothing and a lot of people say oh my god you're such a happy guy i was not the happiest guy before but I, I genuinely feel so grateful and i think that when you are grateful for what you have no matter what is going on in your life and when you look at obstacles as opportunities and i love pain you know i i've always put myself into some areas in life where you're suffering and that pain is what makes you stronger. Like I do Ironmans, which mm -hmm. are like the toughest races in the world. I do that for a reason because it really expands your mind. It helps you to identify pain as an opportunity of growth. And you know, I'm a professional skydiver. So those moments of fear, when you pass those things, that helps you to then look at life in a very different way. So I also put my alarm on when I go to sleep because I really, believe that you need to keep a really strong sleeping schedule. So when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. <laughs> I love that. Good. Um, what's the, the one thing when you've been building out your business, either before SLG or during SLG, where it was like shit hit the fan, nothing was working, 
you felt like life was going to hell. What was that moment? What did what went wrong when you're building your business and what did you learn from it? Wrong partnerships. I did the transition because obviously I partnered up with somebody that had years of experience in real mm -hmm. estate and very nice guy, very successful in real estate. And I wanted to come into the States and opening this super luxury group with somebody that could also bring value and expertise and credibility within the real estate space, you know, and it helped at the beginning, but then you realize that the wrong partnership might lead you to areas that you don't want or that might stop you from accomplishing your dreams. So I bought him out and now I'm fully aware of where I want to go and there's nothing stopping me. Very good. Um, and what, do you have advice for avoiding that? Or, or is that something that is just you've learned through? Like partnerships are big. They can make or yeah. break a business. I mean, look, nothing in life is forever. Also, if you have a partnership that works, so know amazing. that, know that nothing in life is forever and be comfortable with that. Yeah. So just go for it. I mean, this decision, it was not something that we thought about for years, like a conversation we had and we went skydiving. It's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And that's yeah. it. You know, and it went well for, for a period of time. Then he had a different you know, idea of where he wanted to be. I had a different one. We clashed a bit and then we found out common terms of what we will do and kept Good. the company and that's it. Good. Um, what was the biggest struggle or stress in your personal life and how did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? Oh, I've been broke. Broke as hell. I've slept in cars, couches, and I've been myself in situations where one day I was flying on private jet and taking people to the most amazing villas and the next day I'm sleeping on a couch and have no money at all because the little money that I was making, I had to, you know, pay yeah. to play. Sometimes you are in positions where you're actually paying. So I was living this, you know, dark Weird and light life, yeah. life where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? How, how this is not possible. And then, you know, at the time I was engaged and was trying to get my way back to the States with the investor visa. And when I came back, the person that I was supposed to marry and, and build my life was with someone else. So wow. that on a personal level was very hurtful. You know, especially when you're envisioning something beautiful with someone and then all of a sudden it's taken away. So that on a personal level was very hurtful to be living this stressful life, but still wanting to build something with someone and then it's taken away. But I'll tell you that all those things that happen are great, great things in life that shape you to become a better person. There's been many people that have had a major impact on you. If you had to pick one. Who would that person be? What did they teach you? My mother. My mother is my best friend and she's been someone that has been always by my side. And out of all the people that have always say no to all my crazy ideas or anything I wanted to ever do, she was the only one that said yes. And a good mom. And I admire her. You know, she's a champion. Um, if you had to pick a book uh, or some sort of source, you'd recommend people go check out that's had an impact on your life. There's a lot of books. Compound effect is really good because a lot of people, they they give up really quick. They give up after they start working out and or after they start a business or after they start a podcast. But then you realize that if you keep on doing it, all of a sudden you will have that ticking effect and it's like, well, that compound effect. Is yeah. um, if you had to tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Dream bigger. And then last question, what does success mean to you? 
I will say that's a good question. Success for me is to be able to to have control on your own terms for your life. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now, I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success that's s-u-c-c-e-s-s to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with belay 